at a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is Invest Talk, independent thinking, shared success. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining me here on Invest Talk. It is Friday, February 10th, 2023. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm here today on this radio program and podcast to help you make the most of your portfolio strategy and decisions. In fact, I look forward to doing it. I do it uh, as often as I can. For those who may be new to Invest Talk, let me assure you that I'm always careful to give you my straight and unbiased answers to any of your questions. We want to hear your financial investment questions. That's what this is. It's a call-in show, and we will answer your questions without any bias. I don't have an agenda. I don't have any hidden agenda, and I'm not trying to push anything on you, but you do need answers, and I'm hoping to provide them to you. It's mostly your questions that drive the direction of the show, so it's up to you. One thing I can say for sure Today's investing situation is very different from what it has been over the past several decades. We have higher inflation now, higher interest rates. It looks like interest rates are going up and inflation is finally turning around to go down. Don't expect it to disappear. It's not. It's going to be elevated for a number. From what I can see, I think it's going to stay elevated. And I do have someone else, uh, JP uh, Jamie Diamond, agreeing with me on that. So that's at least somebody who's supposed to be pretty smart and uh, it works for J.P. Morgan, so we'll see. Um, I invite your calls and questions, so you can do it right now. The number is 888-99-CHART. My focus point today concerns the story behind the question, could utilities be the best growth environment in decades? Could they be in their best growth environment in a long, long time? Utilities, I'm talking about, usually are not a growth sector. They are not. But the environment seems to be kind of conducive. So time permitting, I also dig into some other topics I wrote about this morning. I wrote down this morning. I know one of them is J.P. Morgan about the inflation and what he sees. Uh, and I, I know, are, are we in a bear market trap? Because the stock market did very well in January. Are we in a trap, a bear market trap? We'll discuss that. And the top five countries to retire to, according to Global Retirement Index, the Global Retirement Index, top five countries. And by the way, the U.S. is not on that list of top five. So those are the things we're going to talk about if we have time. I hope we do. But, um, you know, this is all planned around you. Um, your calls drive the show, and if I have more calls, I will always go to them. 888-99-CHART is the number, 888-992-4278. The market was mixed today. The Dow was up 169 points. The Dow, the Nasdaq was down 71, and the S&P 500 was up 9. 
So a mixed market, leaning a little bit on the upside, not the downside. But not for tech, not for big tech. They would that index the NASDAQ 100 down. Not terribly down, but down. And that's what the market did today. So where, where do you want to go with the show? It's up to you. 888-99-CHART is the number. Let's go ahead and take our first caller question from Roger in Palo Alto. Hi, Roger. Hi there. How you doing? Good. I had a question about the uh, inflation rate for many years, a long time ago, 4% was considered to be normal. Yep. Now they're talking 2 and right. there's been a change in the way this is calculated because most people don't need much housing, food, or energy, and they've changed the way that's calculated. And what are your views on, is that a factor of two or a difference of two? Yeah, they changed it a number of years ago to reduce the top-line inflation number, and I, I just think that was wrong. Um, we still use a lot of energy. I mean, uh, why would you make that less important. Energy and food are the most important things that you and I consume, so that affects us the most. And they keep quoting, uh, you know, as they keep quoting inflation, uh, X energy and food, uh, the inflation was this. Well, wait a minute, we can't X it out of our lives. I think that the if you see what they, they when you say 5% inflation reported officially, probably closer to 7. That's what I think. Because I don't, I think that they, when they recalculated it, I, I don't agree with it. Do you know when, when they talk about uh, when you know how they, it's a thousand item basket that they count, a thousand item basket, and the way they count it really bothers me because if you had an iPhone that uh, went up in price two hundred dollars for a brand new one from a one last year. They will say that's not inflation because it has more features or a computer or, you know, a laptop or, you know, it, it makes no sense. We still have to pay $200 more for it, but they say it's more efficient. Therefore, you know, the, it didn't inf there is no inflation in the price. Well, I think that's kind of ridiculous, but that's how they do it. So, no, I don't agree with the official numbers. I think they're always low, to be honest. Thanks for the call, Paul. I think I appreciate that. I really do. Um, no, that wasn't Paul, wasn't it? What was it? No, that was Roger. Roger, thank you very much. We're going to go to Paul in San Francisco. Wants to talk about Social Security. Hi, Paul. Yes, I'm Paul. I've heard over the radio that Social Security payments are taxed at the highest rate of 85 percent of of a person's income. But at what level of income does that become 85 percent? No, it's not taxed at 85%, but 85% of your Social Security benefit is taxed. Okay? Okay, so it's not like that the rate is more for them. It's that the most of the money in can of your Social Security benefit is will be taxed as income. So whatever income tax bracket you're in is what you will pay on most of your Social Security, generally speaking. Unless that's all you're getting and you're getting very little and you're in a you know, poverty level, then yeah, your tax rate will be very, very low. Okay? So it's not an 85% tax rate. It's 85% of your benefits will be taxed at your ordinary income rate for that year, whatever that rate is. So if you're making a lot of money and, and a... Uh, 
you know, uh, in any way you're still working or you're uh, got a huge pension plan, you're going to, and then you're collecting Social Security, well, much of that money is going to be taxed. Thanks for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. This stock market is constantly changing, so I'm guessing that you have at least one or two financial investment questions that you'd like to be answered. That's okay with me. In fact, by calling InvestTalk, you get to set the agenda. My phone lines are ready for your call now, 888-99-CHART. Get ready for a new KPP Financial Wealth Webinar, Value Investing, Positioning Your Portfolio for Profitability, Relative Price, and Dividend Payments. The Wealth Webinar will be a crash course on how to structure your value portfolios, providing real examples with assessment tools that KPP Financial uses every day to grow clients' wealth. The webinar will be anchored by KPP Financial CEO and InvestTalk host, Justin Klein, and by KPP Financial Portfolio Manager, Luke Guerrero. Mark your calendar for Wednesday, March 22nd from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific Time. You are invited to a new KPP Financial Wealth Webinar. Be sure to tell your friends and family members it's free and you can register now at investtalk.com. Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy, discipline, and the right information. Steve Peasley is ready to provide his unbiased answers. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Chris in Florida. Hi, Chris. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask you about AIT. That is Applied okay. Industrial Technology. Just wondering what you thought about it. I feel like it's a little bit overbought. I was going to wait for it to come down a bit and see if I could pick up a position in it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It does. You're right. It does look like a little overbought. Great company, though. I mean, their earnings are going to go up 17% this year, 3% next. $8.58 a share, but it's a $140 stock. So it's not cheap. It's not overly expensive either, but it's not cheap. Return equity is very good at 27%. Uh, and I do like the fact that the growth rates are being, are, are being you know, the estimates are, are increasing. Everybody's kind of thinking this company is on a tear. And of course, the stock price has been moving up because of that. I do think you'll get a pullback probably in a high one, one teens to one hundred and twenty dollars a share, maybe one twenty-five. It's at one forty now. I, I I would wait for a little pullback, and I think you'll get it sometime in the next month or two um, before I enter it. it. It doesn't pay a high dividend one percent. It's a five point four billion dollar company, so a mid cap, and has you know it's applied industrial tech distributes industrial products such as power transmissions components, systems, tools, bearings, and safety products. And it's, you know, basic industrial companies have been doing very, very well the last year. So I kind of like it with on a pullback. Okay. Okay, Chris. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Alberto in San Jose wants to talk about AT&T. Hi, Alberto. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. So I've held AT&T uh, prior to them spinning off Warner Brothers Discovery. So I still own both. 
Uh, for AT and T, um, haven't lost anything, haven't gained. For Warner Brothers, I think I've lost a little bit. So my question is: Is it a good strategy to keep on to both of them, or just get rid of Warner Brothers Discovery? Well, what I did when they spun it off, I sold Discovery right away, but I held on to AT and T mostly because of the dividend. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't think they have a large growth of anything. Their range in their P is six to nine, so it's always low, and right now it's seven. Uh, so, you know, uh, but I, but I pay a five point eight percent dividend. So, you know, where am I going to park cash? Am I going to hide or, or do I want to get 5.8? Now, this is before interest rates rose so much, and now you can get almost 4% on a two-year treasury. So it's now competing. In my mind, you two treasuries competing with a stock like AT&T because the treasury, I had to take no risk, and I can get 4%. Whereas AT&T, I get 5.8%, but I got to take the risk of owning the stock, which can go up or down. I frankly think it will move up. Uh, eventually, AT&T back to its range in the mid 20s, and it's 19 now. So I think my odds, if I hold on to a year or two, are good that it will return to the mid 20s. But I got to be patient. Meanwhile, I'll collect that 5.8 percent dividend. So I don't. I would probably. I don't like Warner Brothers. I don't like the spinoff. I, I, I don't think it wasn't something I really like. So. You know, maybe it's because I'm more conservative than than Justin, which I am. Uh, but I do like AT and T's dividend. So on Verizon, those two, I just think the dividends are pretty solid. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much, Alberto. Uh, let's grab one more quick question. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hello, would like to get your opinion on Canadian Natural Resources Ltd. The ticker symbol is CNQ. Thank you. Okay, Canadian uh, National Resources, Canadian company engaged in oil and gas exploration and production in the west in in uh, Western Canada, North Sea, and West Africa. It's a sixty-eight billion dollar company, so it's huge. Okay, they're going to make eight dollars and thirty-nine cents. That's the estimate for two thousand twenty-two. We haven't closed the books on two thousand twenty-two on them yet. And two thousand twenty-three, they say they're going to make only going to make six dollars and seventy-four cents. Meanwhile, sales growth is last quarter September was the last one we have was up thirty-six percent, and that was a low in the last two years. That growth rate in sales. So it pays a 4.1% dividend, which is very healthy. Return on equity is very good at 21%. And it's a $60 stock, meaning that the PE is below 10. It's like closer to 7. The range is 3. I kind of like it. It looks like it's been going sideways for a number of months here. But I kind of like it because I'm liking that dividend of 4.1%, and I'm liking the sales growth. I'm a little concerned about why the why their profits are going to be are going down almost 20% next year. But even at $6.74 a share, the PE then is closer to nine. That's still pretty reasonable, I think, with a sales growth rate. Anyways, I appreciate the call. Thank you. I kind of like it. Appreciate it. Um, we are headed into a break, everybody. Sorry about that. Justin and I are happy to play your recorded voice bank questions, but we love taking live calls. Live calls. Our number never changes, and it never closes. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART.
Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy and discipline. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My focus point today concerns the story behind the question. Could utilities be in their best growth environment in decades? Some analysts think that when you combine the big macro themes of clean energy, utilities have growth prospects that could last for at least a decade. But are they right? I do think they have a lot of growth ahead of them, and simply because of the push to electric vehicles. Where are they going to get the electricity? It's got to come from the utility companies. You can't just you plug it into your house. See, we are so used to always having electricity. All we do is plug it in. Plug it in, you'll be fine. But when you start plugging in millions of cars and how that's going to affect the grid, electrical grid across the United States, utilities are going to have to tar- start uh, increasing their build-out of more uh, facilities, and they're going to probably charge a lot more money for that. And I, that, Therefore, they're in the growth spot. But you got to remember, also, utilities are controlled by the, usually the state governments is what the profits they can make on things and what they can build. They're not going to just let them build a power company because they want to. California, they don't want us to build any power companies, and yet we got 20, 30 million cars on the road, and they are now going to outlaw their internal combustion engine by, what, 2035? Well, that means it's all electricity, and you won't allow electrical companies to build that. So don't I don't know if I would concentrate in California, electrical grid. I wouldn't. I would concentrate in other more friendly kind, uh, states that will allow growth. Uh, so, but is that true? Is it really going to grow? I think they do. Usually utilities are very stable, pay nice dividends, uh, Are uh, and they've had, they, if you look at many of the utilities which I have, their balance sheets are very strong. Uh, they don't have a lot of debt. They used to carry lots and lots of debt because they, you know, they build out their uh, facilities and they take on debt. Well, the problem is if they had to build more, they're going to have to borrow money, and money is more expensive. So there's yin and yang, pluses and minuses, but they do have strong demand in growth over the next ten years, simply because of electrical, electric, uh, yeah, the electric cars. So. What do you think? I, I think, you know, utilities got to be some part of your portfolio. That's what I think. You got to have some. Okay, on Fridays, I generally make time to fit in a quick rundown on key benchmark numbers. So let me hit the list for you. The two year treasury yield is 4.496, almost 4.5%. Two years. You can make 4.5% of your money with no risk in U.S. Treasuries. Okay, just so you know, what, a year, year, year and a couple of months? It was below one. So, you know, 1%. So it's really taking off. 59 weeks ago, it was 0.64%. Now it's 4.49%, almost 4.5% from 0.64. The 10 year Treasury yield is 3.726. So you can either buy a two year Treasury and get 4.5%, or you can buy a 10 year Treasury and get 3.7%. Why would you buy a 10-year treasury? Wouldn't you buy a two-year? You'd get a lot more. 
That was it. Four, that's increased. The 10-year Treasury increased over the last week, but so what? It's still an inverted yield curve, which is negative for the economy. Just so you know. Gold. Let's talk about gold. 18.65 an ounce last week. 51 weeks ago, it was 18.06. So there hasn't been much change in the price of gold, but it has. It, it fell and then can it's come back. So that's not too bad. Silver today at 22.39 an ounce. Last week it was 23.51. So it's down. 45 weeks ago it was 23.94. So it's done nothing in a year. Precious metals hasn't done very well in the last year. Okay, gasoline, oil. Okay, oil. $73.32 per barrel. Last week it was 79. Remember, 73 now. Uh, two weeks ago it was 81. You know, uh, if you go way back, it was 113, 43 weeks ago, 113 per barrel. Now it's 73. So oil's come way down, so gasoline's come way down, so inflation has come down. Because we all, most of us use gasoline. So, now in California, the average is $4.63 for a gallon of gas. Okay, four cents uh, uh, up, four cents from a week ago. Last, uh, what's the, in Texas, it's $3.01. So, you know, we're $1.62 per gallon higher than Texas because of two things. We have a lot higher Texas uh, oil, and we have a lot, a lot higher taxes, and we have special blend here in the summer, which costs more. All trying to be clean energy. I, don't, I never, I never agree with that special blend. I don't think it does help in clean energy at all. We're moving into a break. Hang on, we will get to more of your questions. Uh, happy Friday, everybody! Invest Talk is eight 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 ninety nine chart. is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. I make them into easier to understand elements. Each question is tackled live without pre-screening, and some topics are more challenging than others. And that's a good thing because it allows every Invest Talk caller to shape the content of the podcast. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24-7 Anytime Listener Line at 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. This is Larry here from South Florida. 
The company I'm calling about today is Daskey, ticker symbol D-S-K-E. They're a flatbed logistics and trucking company. I've been watching it for a while, and I see it's uh, jumped up here, and I just wanted y'all's insight on if it was too late to get in here or if this was looking good at its current levels. All righty. Thank you, and have a great day. Well, I don't think it looks bad. Dasky Inc., it's small, $531 million market cap, so half a billion market size. So that's a small company. It provides open-deck specialized transportation services in North America. It's going to make uh, – uh, it made $1.24 in 2022. In 2023, it made $0.93, cents and it's scheduled to make $1.51, the most it's ever made next year. And it's an $8.46 stock, making $1.51. That means it's like a 5 P.E. Uh, so, and the range is 4 to 126 in the last five years. So that's at the very low of its range. Really good return on equity, 47%. Management owns 31% of the company and funds own 38%. So that's like, uh, what, 69%. That's quite a bit of ownership there. Because it's a small company, man, you know, sales are growing in the single digits still. Um, I think I think that it's probably worth more like fifteen dollars a share instead of this eight dollars and forty six cents. So you know, I, I kind of like that it's starting to show some strength, and probably this is the place where you'd want to pick it up. DSKE is the symbol. Dasky, everybody doesn't pay a dividend. Too small. It shouldn't. But that's the company. The KPP premium newsletter was finished today and will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Um, I have. Now I'm going to give you a little preview of the of the, the newsletter. In the market conditions section, we explained that the S&P 500 headed for its worst week since December. Remember, had a great January. And this is not very good week this week. Now, as the rising tide that has elevated markets for the past several weeks has started to recede, while markets continue to digest the most recent rate hike from the Fed, an interview with Chairman Jeremy Jerome Powell ended up being a market mover, volatile event as comments relating to the easing of inflation and the continued heat of the job market both encouraged and spooked investors. Russia announced that it will be cutting oil output by 5% next month, a move that comes in response to Western sanctions. Overall, this will likely lead to increased production costs just as domestic inflation was beginning to ease. So that was in the first section of the of the, and I continued, in Asia, weeks after the revelation that China has been utilizing a massive intercontinental program to monitor communications of adversaries, the U.S. House formed a new panel to study response to weakened Chinese military ad- advances. Even with the most recent trend of deglobalization, rising tensions among the world's powers, risk deeper, prolonged economic turmoil and second-order market effects. So you've got to pay attention to politics is what I'm saying. Investors will be on edge because of this. The CPI number comes out next week, uh, which is about inflation. And, of course, there's more, lots more uh, little in detail in the newsletter, so you can read up on it. In the stock idea section, we highlighted a corporate merger has created the third largest food and beverage 
manufacturer in North America and the fifth largest player in the world. Inflation stemming from commodities, labor packaging, and transportation is running rampant, and it's possible that the company will struggle to pass the, the hit of higher costs onto consumers without a contraction in volume. However, the company is non-cyclical, which we like at this time, pays a 4% dividend. We like that too. We do expect a pullback, and we'd be aiming for an entry point in the mid-30s. Also, an international tobacco company with product portfolio primarily consisting of cigarettes, reduced risk products, including heat, non-burn, vapor, and oil, nicotine products, which are sold in markets outside the United States. With 23% of the global market share, excluding the U.S. and China, the firm is the world's largest publicly traded tobacco company by volume. It is a safe play for during times of economic uncertainty. The stock pays a 5% dividend. Of course, in the newsletters, we name names and give you the symbols of the companies. So, you know, you have to decide. You have to get the newsletter get that. Um, but, you know, these are some of the things. There's a couple other sections as well uh, that are in there. Uh, um, there's a consumer watch section. Uh, a portfolio uh, a portfolio management section giving you hints on how to manage a portfolio. So, you know, those are a sample teaser of the KPP Premium Newsletters. You get the full report if you order it. You, gotta, you, know, you can subscribe, go to investtalk.com. Let's pivot to the InvestTalk Voice Bank, 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, great show, by the way. I'm calling from New Jersey. I just have a question since everything going on with the oil. I think a lot of people are going to be looking for some other alternative energy. Looking at ETF ICLN, I just wanted to know if that would be a good play. Thank you. It's an ETF exchange traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the Standard & Poor's Global Clean Energy Index. And that's, of course, a play on the political push around the world for clean energy, meaning you know, wind and solar and anything else that is clean. Um, and, you know, the problem they have, you, you really want to look at the stocks that are inside that index because those stocks, many of them may not make any money, and I don't like that. I don't like buying companies that don't make money because it's very difficult right now um, for these companies to make profits. It's very expensive. The government has to help them out, help these companies out because with tax breaks and everything, because there's just not, they can't compete. The energy costs, energy, the cost for their energy output, solar power, wind power, I don't know, tidal power, whatever else they use, the cost is very, very high compared to uh, natural gas, gasoline, and hydroelectric. Those costs are very inexpensive compared to clean energy costs. And therefore, they need help to be competitive from government. And they're going to get it. They have been getting it, and they're going to continue to get it probably. But companies, uh, you know, I like to buy companies that make money, not lose money. And I think a lot of them in that index don't make money. You have to check it out, though. You really do. Okay, 888-99 chart. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon disagreed with the chairman, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell on inflation. Jamie thinks it's too early 
to declare victory on combating inflation. He says he he thinks if inflation may come down, but it's probably going to stay elevated, which I've been saying for well over months. Okay, right? Well, you know I have, and so is Justin. Uh, the Fed, he said, he felt the Fed's going to go to five percent, and then they should stop. Okay, uh, stop raising rates, but he's not sure that they will, and it's close to there now. Remember, I just want you to point out that Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of J.P. Morgan, was spot on last year when he said predicted how many rate hikes the Fed was going to have and what what interest rates they were target interest rate they were going to try to reach, and that was five percent, and he was correct. So I kind of will listen to him. I you know I listen to all these guys, but you know I I, I always do it with a grain of salt. But I do think he's right, and we've been saying it long. I thought inflation is going to peak uh, uh, this. Uh, I thought it was going to peak the end of last year, but it didn't really peak until well the beginning of this year. I would say, as starting to slow. So it's peaked, and now it's on the downward slide, but I don't think it's going to slide back. Remember, they want a 2% inflation rate. That, mm-mm. I don't think that's in the card this year, or probably not next year either. Not in the cards. Okay? So, well, there is no denying that the market environment that we're in is pretty tough. And, you know, so for investors, it's hard to adjust. You've got to adjust your thinking and strategies to fit the times that you're in. For instance, we already, I talked about it. I said that clean energy is probably the future, even though it's expensive. And I think that utilities over the next 10 years are probably going to have a growth prospects. So things have changed. Interest rates are higher, much higher than they were. So you have to change. You ha- it doesn't mean you sell everything in your portfolio and go somewhere else, buy something else. It just means that you have to understand where you are and make some adjustments and what the company and the economy is where it's going to go. So it's worth taking a minute, a few minutes. Maybe you should talk to Justin or I, give somebody, you know, a financial uh, a person who studies this stuff. You know, uh, we study it all the time. Now, our, our company, KPP Financial, is based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County, south of L.A. and north of San Diego counties. And I'll remind you that uh, here on Invest Talk and at KP, KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking, shared success, and success. And how we implement that is through unbiased guidance, parallel investing. That's what we call when we buy the same things as our clients, as we do for ourselves. Our portfolios look just like our clients. We buy them the same day, same time, same price as everybody else. Um, and I think after speaking this with me, Justin, or anybody in the office, that you'll get a good idea of that we're a little bit different. We are pretty straight shooters. We give our honest, unbiased opinions, and we don't push you to buy stuff. We don't sell any commission products whatsoever. Don't like that. Don't like commission products. So, you know, it's up to you. But you know, if you need our service, we'll help you even if you don't want to hire us. We'll we'll still look at your portfolio, give you our I'll give you our honest opinion about it based on how old you are and where where you are in retirement targets. Are you retired? Going to be retired? Or way in the future is retirement? What, what should you do? How much risk are you comfortable with? And we'll give you our honest opinion about how that portfolio of yours fits you. 
okay? So give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. We want to help you. We do. Jessica Klein, I thank you for your participation. Help us achieve over 49.6 million downloads since it all began. That's pretty amazing, I think. Next up, I will play another listener question from 888-99-CHART. So just hang on. Mark your calendar for Wednesday, March 22nd from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. You are invited to a new KPP Financial Wealth Webinar. Value investing, positioning your portfolio for profitability, relative price, and dividend payments. Be sure to tell your friends and family members about the new KPP Financial Wealth Webinar. It's free, and you can register now at investtalk.com. Hey, Stephen, Justin, it's Brian and Ruby up in Marin. Thanks for all that you do. Wanted to get your thoughts on how to play the current weakness in natural gas. Thanks. I would be a buyer. I think natural gas is here to stay. It's a fairly clean energy. It's not perfectly clean, but it's a lot cleaner than oil. And it's abundant here in the United States, and prices have been elevated. I think it's come down a little bit, but I think it's going to be still in huge demand going forward. I do. And we're, you know, we're, we're building LNG, liquid financial gas facilities in the Gulf states, um, and Europe is going to need our, our LNG, so they're going to need our natural gas. So I think it's got a good future ahead. I do. So I like natural gas. I think I take advantage of any weakness. I go buy some natural gas plays. That's what I would do. Um, are we in a bear market trap? Bear market trap is when the market shows we're in a bear market, and then the market shows some strength like it did in January. So you think, okay, well, maybe we're no longer in a bear market. Maybe we're working our way out of the bear market. And then it turns on you and goes right back down. That's a bear market trap. Wants to gather everybody in a can and then turns around and starts heading back down. I think we are. A lot of experts think we are, but not everybody. The worst case scenario is we could go down another 30%. I think that's the worst case scenario. And I think uh, the economy itself will probably not go into... Uh, actually, we'll get stronger, not weaker, the economy, but not necessarily the stock market yet. Maybe by the end of the year, and I mentioned that in the end of last year, the beginning of this year, in January, that I think the the market in 2023 will probably have a good last quarter, which will be the end of this year. We'll see. I, I could be wrong, but I think in between now, it's going to be pretty volatile and not very strong. Of course, I was wrong in January. It was very strong. But we'll see. I don't think, I think, as I said, I think that might be a bear market trap. But we don't know that until we look, get to look back a year from now and say, oh, guess what? It wasn't a bear market trap, or it was. You have to decide for yourself, but that's what my opinion is. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. Everybody wants a secure financial future. But getting there takes strategy, discipline, and unbiased guidance. You've come to the right place. Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. 
Hi, Justin or Steve. I'm calling today about IDEX Labs, IDXX. I own the stock for two years now, so I wrote it up and then all the way back down. I'm currently down 14% on it, and I just wanted to know if you thought it was overpriced and if I should get out or if I should stay with it. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, uh, let's take a look. IDEX Laboratories, Inc. out of Westbrook, Maine, develops and manufactures diagnostic products and services for the veterinarian market. I kind of like the sector it's in. I do. It's a $40 billion company. They're going to make $9.60 a share this year. They've always increased their earnings every year since 2016. They're $9.60 this year and $11.03 next year. Sales growth is in the small single digit, three, four, five, six to eight, ten percent per quarter. Okay, so at eleven dollars and three cents, that what is the stock worth? Well, it's at four hundred and eighty-five dollars a share. Okay, so uh, is it worth forty something PE? The five-year range is thirty-four to eighty-eight, so that would be on the low end of the PE ratio. But I think it's still pretty darn expensive. Uh, management owns 2%. It is a $40 billion company. So it's big. And mutual funds have been net slowly sellers in the last year. Probably that's why I put downward pressure on it. You got as low as, what, 340 uh, from a high of over 600 And here now it's at 485 I think it's expensive, and they don't pay a dividend, which really bugs me. So I wouldn't be interested because at a $40 billion market cap, making that kind of million, doing $828 million a quarter in sales, and making that much profit, why aren't they paying a dividend? They should return some of that money to you, the shareholder, I think. But they don't. Um, so it's not for me, and I think it's just now coming up to resistance. I would wait for either a pullback or a breakout. IDXX is the symbol, everybody. That's what I would do. I wouldn't necessarily jump into it right here. Okay, top five countries to retire to according to the Global Retirement Index. So they looked at 44 countries, which they do every year. And they look at it from a health facilities point of view, a finances, how much it's going to cost to live there point of view, and life experience and general well-being. And I noticed that the countries that they put on their top are very socialistic, meaning they have very social health, free health care, very low health care costs, uh, that kind of thing. So... Uh, you have to, you know, high taxes. So the, the countries are listed in order one through five. The first few are too cold for me. Number one is Norway. Number two is Switzerland. Number three is Iceland. Okay, I'm not living in Iceland. That's volcanoes and ice. I want to go visit it, but I'm not going to live there. Yeah, and it's dark. It's it's like northern Alaska and Canada, where it's dark for months in the winter time. Uh, I don't know. Fourth is Ireland. I could live in Ireland. It's a little chilly for me. Remember, I'm I was moved to Southern California when I was five, so I've lived here most of my life, except for seven or eight, nine years in New York when I graduated from college. And even then, in winter, it was too cold for me. So number four is Ireland, which is very pretty, by the way. And number five is a place I've never been and would like to go, but I think it might be too hot for me, and that would be Australia. Australia. And what do you think U.S. came in at? 
They came in at, out of the 44 countries, 18th. 18th. Probably because, uh, you know, we don't have free health care here in the, United, in the United States. We don't have, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I, I guess health care would be the number one thing that these other countries do have very low cost for people. But you got to exchange that for high taxes. Of course, if you're tired and you're living on, you know, not the highest income, maybe this is where you should go. I, I don't know. I'm, speed, I'm Steve Peasley. I am Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about the free podcasts you can download for free. Get your downloads anywhere at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And we are aiming for 50 million downloads before April. Help us out with that. <clears throat> if you do download from iTunes, please get, please review and rate us. We, that would be very help, helpful. A positive rating raises our profile and helps spread the word. Independent thinking, shared success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.